0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast Radio.
1: Well, Enterprise Ireland recently announced its clients' results for 2022, and overall, it makes for impressive reading. Here to guide us through the results and to highlight some emerging trends in the area is Martin Corkery, Enterprise Ireland's regional director for the South and Southeast. Martin, at the start of 2023 how would you assess the sentiment amongst Enterprise Ireland client companies?
0: Good morning, Carl. I think it'll be a really interesting year for, for the region and for clients in the region. If you maybe just take a step back and we look at 2022 and some of the things we're hearing, it's been, you know, another positive year of outcomes and I'm sure we'll touch on that over the course of the morning with maybe some, some results from from some recent surveys we've done with clients. But the sentiment, I think, uh, there's no doubt, uh, we as, as we start nearly every year at this stage, while well, we've we've come off a, a really positive year in 2022, there's still some uncertainties there. And there's no doubt we will see some challenges over the course of the year.
1: And of course, there has been much talk about the avalanche of job losses that have hit the tech sector in recent months. But what is your assessment of these announcements?
0: You know, you're always concerned around what impact will this will have. But there's a question out there, are these organizations right sizing maybe where they are and in, in essence really a, a significant amount of them did a lot of recruiting going back over the last eighteen months and are now maybe making some decisions to, you know, to to, to dampen things down slightly and, and to be in a position maybe to go again maybe for the second half of the year. What we're hearing And and I suppose from the talent perspective, we're still seeing significant open opportunities across our client base. Um, So if anything, I think it's a real opportunity for the SME base to maybe pick up some some talent that may be in the marketplace. Um, And equally, we probably still see that as our number one challenge from a client perspective is to be in a position to fill all those roles that are currently available in our industry base across the region.
1: And Martin, what is Enterprise Ireland doing to assist those client companies that have the challenge of trying to source talent?
0: So in many instances we're working with them on a range of strategies and and look a practical one at the moment is we're running events and and information sessions around how to attract in international talent into their companies Uh, and that's both from within the EU and outside the EU and obviously when you're outside the EU there's some more challenges around uh, visa and permits etc so we've been working with companies and helping companies to understand the process around it so they don't make any unintended mistakes that could may either delay or disrupt that process.
1: And as you mentioned earlier, Enterprise Ireland recently announced its results for 2022. But what were the standout figures from last year?
0: so nationally i suppose enterprise ireland's client base is employing just over 218,000 people across the 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 country which again is a really positive um outcome uh, and we've seen a growth of 5% um in 2022 versus 21 so really positive from that perspective and if you bring that back down to um to the southeast region, again we have about 340 companies uh, in our client base across the southeast region, employing just under 22,000 people. And we've seen a, a big jump in 2022, again with a 7% growth in the southeast region, really positive. And even counties like Wexford have seen an 8% growth, and no doubt due to companies like your own car in Chevron and the, and the major expansion plans that you're planning with the, with the acquisition of Aluna in recent days, which is fantastic to see. So companies like yourselves are really, I think that there's a lot of companies across both the county and the region that are really growing and scaling. And, and thankfully, we've seen the benefits out of that and, and the impact that it has on the employment base.
1: Thanks, Martin. And typically, which sectors reported the highest volume of jobs growth?
0: So we've seen a, a wide variety of, of, um, of sectors growing um, throughout 2022. Um, and again, I suppose the, the, the top performing ones, uh, probably not surprising enough, is companies that are targeting the climate action, sustainability, and the agri tech agenda. We've seen a growth of about 13% in that area. And the other kind of notable uh, sectors where we've seen growth is we've seen the, in the technology and services sector, we've seen about an 8% growth. And again, in high tech and construction and housing clients we deal with, we've seen about 6% growth. Um, and other sectors such as digital technologies as well has also had a very positive 9% growth. Um, so in essence every sector had growth albeit um, one or two sectors had some modest growth but in the main it is, it is a, a kind of a diverse basket of, of sectors really with where we've seen the growth coming from.
1: So what sectors do you expect to achieve growth in the region over the next 12 months?
0: I suppose the southeast um, has a very strong, I would say, and historically has a very strong manufacturing, engineering, and food um, area, and, and, and that will continue to grow. I think we have some really great companies in that area as well, but also as well, we have some really interesting services and technology companies that have been growing year on year. And obviously, I touched on your own company there, Carol, and your own plans. And you know, we we see other companies looking at options like that around how they can grow either through growing themselves or maybe through acquisitions, etc. So 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 we, we see that but probably the biggest areas i think uh, from a national perspective it's where we're likely to see continued growth is in that climate sustainability uh, area where companies are delivering and selling products and services not just here in ireland but internationally and again look that there is going to be significant investments uh, made around the world in that as 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 companies and countries look to reduce their carbon footprint, to look at how to become more sustainable. And Irish companies have the track record and the proven history of delivering really innovative products and solutions, you know, that make, or, you know, that make them really successful both here in Ireland and at the inter-international markets.
1: And conversely then, are there any sectors that you have concerns for or maybe are underperforming at the present time?
0: I would say that, and, I, and I, I suppose I can only speak to maybe the sectors that we deal with in that manufacturing and then and, and internationally traded sector, looking at it from that lens. I suppose the, the sectors I think that really need to look at are those that are tighter margins. And, and some of the, the food industry, you know, it, it can be challenging. And I suppose when we look back on Brexit and we still look at Brexit, there are still margins and challenges that will impact their um their business and and, you know over the last 12 months or even the last six months with some of the challenges around energy costs um, that too has had an impact on margin so I I think that it's more around businesses that are challenged by margin um, and if we get any more shocks around energy shocks and even some supply challenges that might come, they are the the sectors and the companies that will get hit the hardest and it's around being in a position to, to ride that out. But equally, and I suppose the work we would do with those types of companies is to look and work with them, particularly on the innovation agenda around looking at new products and services that can bring them up and bring additional margin to their business that can that can allow them right out any of any or some of those challenges.
1: Then from a wider perspective talk to us about how yourself and your team support your clients in the southeast region.
0: We have a a, a very active team on the ground thankfully we we've, uh, we've been uh, given additional resources to work with companies and our focus um is we've a major intensified focus over the last 12 months or so in looking to grow the export base across the region. And we're still looking for, we're always looking for new companies to meet with um, that are either have started exporting or may not have exported and are looking to export for the first time. We're very keen to meet with those companies. Again, coming back to my earlier point, we see companies that can export tend to be more resilient when there's times of challenge. And equally, Companies that grow faster and deliver more impact both at a regional and a local area tend to be those companies that have, a, you know, strong levels of exports. And equally, we have offices in party locations around the world that can help those companies. But my team on the ground um, throughout the counties in the southeast are very open and are working with a range of companies across a wide variety of sectors at the moment, but always keen to, to, to come across any new and interesting companies. And I'd encourage any, any companies that might be listening that may not have dealt with Enterprise Ireland, again, jump on the website, enterpriseireland.com, look for our details about our Waterford office and our contact details, but equally Talk to your local enterprise office as well because we work very closely with them so you can come in through that door as well if you haven't met or dealt with the local enterprise offices already. So we work closely. So whatever the right direction is for you, we will work with the right company from that perspective.
1: And in terms of entering a new market then, Martin, what are the emerging markets that you're seeing at this present time?
0: In many instances, we will still see the UK as as a very strong and probably sensible market in many instances to start with. And even what we are seeing is companies um, in Northern Ireland using the North as probably a testing ground um, and then moving into Scotland, England, Wales as an opportunity. And obviously with with Wexford and Rosslayer, you know your access point there is, is, is makes that um, uh, you know readily available, uh, and again we see that as probably the predominant market. Um, the eurozone then tends to be um, kind of that initial testing ground then um, for for clients as they grow and expand, and again it's an area where we've looked to grow year on year, and again our, our the role of our overseas offices in growing opportunities has been hugely important there, and I see actually Wexford has just opened. uh, I think the French uh, embassy is looking to put an office in in, in Wexford at the moment again, which indicates maybe the opportunity piece between uh, Wexford and and France through Ross Lair, et cetera, and and the opportunities that can exist there. And obviously, then, as companies grow and develop further, the U.S. tends to be uh, a very attractive market from that perspective. And again, a huge amount of opportunities there, but it is an expensive market to go into. So it's not something to do lightly. Um, so that's why we tend to see a lot of the conversations and a lot of the folks we have initially with early stage or first time exporters is predominantly u k um and then typically into the eurozone as a way of starting to grow you know both expertise and equally opportunity
1: for those let's say that would have a perception now that the u k market is a more difficult market now to enter, what would you say to them?
0: There is no doubt there 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 is challenges there, but there are probably. And again, this is where our, our offices play a big role in what they do about, number one, identifying the opportunities. And then, you know, the tactics associated with winning business um, in the UK and, you know, partnering even with UK companies or partnering with other organizations um, is, is a sensible approach from that perspective, as well as trying to win direct business. You, you will find that uh, what we have seen over the last two years or three years or so. The UK market has also got disrupted because of Brexit with regard to their own supply chain base. And obviously that has an impact of COVID and equally an impact uh, from Brexit from that perspective. But that has brought opportunities. So, you know, when you have disruption in supply chain, you still need to source. And, and then that's where Irish companies have been really innovative and, and been really successful in that business. So there is plenty of opportunities there. You may need to maybe bring out the tactics book every now and again to figure out what is the best approach for the sector or the customer base that you're looking at. And again, some of the, uh, the, the advice and guidance of our, of our teams on the ground in those markets can really help companies in that situation.
1: And of course, with the UK leaving Europe, there was lots of talk at the time when Brexit was announced that this would open up massive opportunities for Irish consultancy-based firms and construction companies to actually compete for EU contracts and not have to compete against UK companies. Has that actually transpired?
0: It depends on the environment that you're looking at, right? If you look at, for example, the uh, data centre... Construction in the data center sector been a huge amount of investment around Europe in the data center sector. Irish companies have been massively successful in winning business on that again it's probably in the supply chain primarily and they've been partnering with larger organizations uh, to win that business but have been hugely successful and we've seen a lot of growth in that area um in in that sector uh, across europe um it a lot depends on i think is then you know the the key to winning. Contracts or large tenders across Europe is is IP or are really high value added services. Uh, if you're if you're competing on margin, you will be challenged. Um, and 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 that's what we tend to see. It's it's the companies that are you know really highly innovative products and services or are, are, are deep IP or you know are, are the ones that tend to be more successful. But we have seen in uh, typically on the engineering you touched on the housing uh, on the housing sector again, really interesting space at the moment, even in Ireland to a certain extent. We've been tasked and asked uh, through the the government on the housing for all policy to work with the construction sector around looking to bring more innovation into the construction sector, into the housing sector, uh, and looking to bring kind of leaning that sector. So in essence, really, we can we can help uh, those companies or support those companies to, to bring new technologies, bring new services into their business that in essence will build houses faster that will help solve some of the housing challenges we have at the moment.
1: And finally then, I had Liam Curran, a colleague of yours from Enterprise Ireland, on the programme with us last August to speak about the Gale Offshore Network, Mm. which is incredibly important here at the County Wexford. What's the update on that?
0: So uh, Liam is doing a wonderful job in that and it's a real passion of his to bring that industry together. So I suppose um, just to remind people, I suppose that Liam, Liam is bringing together a cluster of companies uh, particularly that are that subsupply into the renewables industry. Uh and to date a lot of that has been onshore, but they're really looking at the offshore opportunity coming down the tracks. And I see obviously with MARA being formed and based out of Wexford, um and I, I recently heard I think their their new chairperson has been appointed as well. So that's starting to build a bit of momentum and obviously coming down the tracks we'll have some of the auctions. Um, in relation to the locations, potential locations for offshore. Um, and, and that's likely then to probably put the roadmap in place around the future investment required. Obviously, there's still some gaps that need to be uh, resolved around the investments that's required to make, you know, some, some of these major infrastructure projects a reality. But what Liam is doing and what he's doing for the sector, both here in Ireland, is... Um, I suppose as a group and as a cluster, he's, he's, they're showcasing their strengths, um, both um, to see what opportunities can are existing and will exist in Ireland over the next decade or even the next two decades. But equally bringing those, and I, and I know that there's been different visits to different um, or um, locations, both in the UK and in Northern Europe, where showcasing the strengths of Irish companies in that sub-supply place around renewables and helping those companies win new businesses in those markets. So it, it's a fantastic initiative. Liam is doing a brilliant job on it. I know it's getting great traction and great buy-in from the companies. I've met several of them over the last few months who have been high praise of what's going on. An equally massive opportunity, albeit I think we need to to maybe get to a, a stage where, you know, those options are completed. We get the, the roadmap and the pathways in place for the companies that are likely to make that significant investment. And obviously, you know, investment into into rough layer is required as well uh, from a government perspective to make sure that the the port is in a in, in a strong position to win some of that interesting and those new businesses and in, in supporting that renewable technologies and supporting the the OEMs that can come in to um, around not just for here in Ireland but equally in in, in other parts across nor- um, southern and northern Europe.
1: Well if you've just tuned in that was Martin Corkery the regional director with Enterprise Ireland and I'd like to thank Martin for joining us on this morning's show
0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick